No, you said it was muy auténtico, right? Muy auténtico. <laughs> hey, what do you think of Wimpy and Fritz? Fuck How do you feel about that? What? Wimpy and Fritz, uh, the taco place inside the Yes Hell. What do you think about that? I don't know what you're talking about. You never been in there? Inside right. the where? The Yes Hell. It's a bar on Grant. Oh, man. Dude, I don't go you own too many layers of hip for Dan. Yeah. Used to be DNR spirits. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. Welcome to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez. With me in the virtual octagon, as always, Robert Banks. <laughs> what? I don't even know what that means. I'm not sure. Yeah, is that like a reference to something? What the? Yeah, f- yeah. Rob Banks, guys, come on. Oh, that name sounds familiar. Why do I know that name? Anyway, because we're Robin Banks, bitch. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, John Miles and Kobe Peterson. Kobe Peterson. <laughs> I'm just gonna do it for you guys on today's show. Hold our hands. We I did it better. Luck we don't favors, have a show. Luck favors the unprepared. Isn't that this? Isn't that the saying? That's not the saying. We are going to be kind of flying by the seat of our pants here because we had quite a bit going on this week, and really, we uh, we just were looking at at stories that we really liked, and we're just going to talk about them here. Ooh, I don't know. Should be fun, I guess. <laughs> uh, but first. Remember to share this show with all your friends, you know, whether they live in the decent city of Roy or the amazing city city of Tremont, whether you went and got an education from the underfunded Roy High High School Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. if you went to far superior school like Bear River High School. Oh, you weren't going to take uh, you, the well-funded Bear River High School because you know that's an outright lie. <laughs> Not going there, huh? Regardless of what you're, where you live, uh, yeah, send this to your friends. Uh, share the forum with them. Invite them to uh, like us, subscribe, rate us. Do all those fun things for us, and um, and and we'd like to grow uh, to grow the the JC Peeps, our JC Peeps army. No, that sounds too too militant. J- our JC Peeps tribe. JC tribe. We're already calling them Peeps. Our JC... making this too fucking difficult. <laughs> All this way too tough. Okay, it's a loose affiliation. <laughs> All right. What, what what's the half half? What have you guys been doing? <laughs> yeah, John. What have you been doing? I've been making a ton of music, just like all over the place. Oh, that's right. Yes, dude. Oh, yeah. I I sent you guys a dump of stuff I've been making. You know, I use my iPad as just like a notebook for song ideas. I've got a hundred of them. And then I just go back and play with them. So I've been doing that all week. It's terrific. We're going to showcase some of that here today. Oh, nice. Yeah. Word. I've just been recording podcasts and whatnot. Today, though, Sunday, I sat down and I invested in the wwe network because as is tradition with the martinez household here we watch the royal rumble mm. up until wrestlemania and then we get then we just kind of like meh but these you don't watch months, wrestlemania no 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 we watch up until wrestlemania oh and then, gotcha and then, and then we just kind of like meh whatever so what was the, the main rumble. event tonight man royal rumble man ah, i wish that there was a way that that like 
regular people could, you know, participate in the Royal Rumble. So what the Royal Rumble is, it's it's like it's a it's a match where two people come into the squared circle, right, to start the match off, and they have to eliminate their opponents by throwing them over the top rope. And I know that we have some listeners right now that are rolling their eyes or that are thinking about going to a different podcast right now. But just stay with me here because it gets exciting. Every 90 seconds, there's a new Someone participant. Else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they get introduced. And if you win the Royal Rumble, you go to WrestleMania in the main event, which is a big deal. It's like going to the Super Bowl. So it's compelling. There are like sub stories within the WrestleMania or within the Royal Rumble uh, that oh, are yeah. moving forward. It's craziness. But uh, so it, like who won? I'm not going to tell you who won. Just fucking spoil it, man. No, it's fine. I refuse. <laughs> it's real to me, John. It's real to me. Hey, I love it. I mean, I loved it. Oh, probably Stop it when you were like 10. Ago. I know. Yeah. Okay. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Kobe, what have you been doing? Yeah, like you said, been doing a lot of podcasts this week. Um, and then I got another got another busy week planned for next week. Just trying to get a little bit caught up. But uh yeah, I've been a lot of a lot of production this week. And plus we're planning for some big stuff with Weber State Weekly next week because it's National Signing Day. And so just a lot of Weber State sports this last week. And so and you guys are gonna do a sign language show? Not doing that. <laughs> not, mm. not national signing. Doesn't, doesn't like really work for ASL. a podcast format. Right. It's what listen. I thought it was a strange idea, but I don't know how else you celebrate National Signing Day. John signing days only... for like recruits. Yep. So we got a big one on Wednesday. <laughs> and uh it's gonna be fun. But yeah, lots and lots of content, man. We've so, been almost as busy as Joe Biden at the at uh with those executive orders, am I right? Yeah. You know, with this tyranny. Yeah, it's funny because all these Republicans are complaining about it. It was like, dude, half of that is just like fixing crap in the government that Donald Trump broke. Well, right. And they were all just touting how many executive orders Donald Trump made. I'm sorry. As I was saying that, I realized I was copying Jessica from that uh, last James, podcast. That was James's thing. Yeah. I was like, wait, where have I heard that argument? That was before? a good podcast, though. Yeah. Watch for that one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, he made a really good point. That they were touting that Donald Trump had done all these accomplishments through executive order. And now two weeks later, it's like, Joe Biden can't do all these executive orders. That's terrible. And he's like, um, what? Yeah, I went on a rant today just about this in general, about how like it just pisses me off that like Republicans have gamed the Congress and, you know, ruined it in such a way that like literally nothing gets done because – they won't budge on things. You know, ever since last week when you were talking about the filibuster and how it was just a tool of obstruction, I've been trying to think of examples of the Democrats using it. Like, can you think of any time in recent history where the Democrats have wanted to block a Republican bill? Like, what is a Republican initiative even? Republicans <laughs> generally just want to undo. But yeah, like, I mean, I haven't thought of anything. What are the What are the Republican agenda items that if they brought a bill to the floor democrats would want to filibuster that's so interesting because before trump republican rhetoric was very much like keep the status quo right so like they would argue for uh keeping things the same and and you know democrats were more would bring in these these bills right new programs so it, it, yeah that is i i 
I can't think of something. The one thing that I, when I read last week was the whole, you know, when you say recent history, I'm assuming that you mean the last 30 years, right? Because yeah, right. 1964 was the one that was like, oh, a Democrat was a Democrat used the filibuster then. Right, not for a good reason, but yeah. but that or, was even against the democratic agenda. Wasn't yeah, it? wasn't well, that yeah, a civil true, rights act? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I would say is that there are things that Republicans have brought forward, like the thing, like I thinking about like the the Republican agenda from the last thirty years was the signature thing that they were going after, and a thing that comes to mind is during the George W. Bush administration, they wanted to privatize Social Security, right? Because mm. it would be a massive windfall to the financial firms of the United States because. The government essentially runs a private investment account for you for your entire life that you pay taxes into. And at the end of your life or after a certain age, they then give you that money and say, okay, here you go. You know, we've done this thing and how the the George W. Bush administration, you know, with with pressure from Wall Street really wanted to get their hands on those accounts, you know, for probably around 200 million new accounts, you know what I mean? That they were going to definitely charge you fees to service if you know anything about financial firms. And th- that's what they wanted to do. And you can, I mean, I'm obviously personally against privatizing Social Security. I don't think that it makes it better at all. I think that well, it just it introduces a profit motive, which is the wrong direction. We should. And uh, it's a good point. The privatization yeah. was huge in all kinds of aspects. That's yeah. what they were doing all over the place. So I, don't so I guess read... that's it. Yeah. Let's let's move on though, because we we already talked about this. We've actually had so we've been blessed to have quite a bit of traffic on in our forums, right? And there are some things that we didn't really touch on that came out like right after uh, right after we had dropped the episode. So part of the part of this was like Biden repealing the the Trump era transgender troops, right? Good stuff, Kobe. You posted that. One thing though that it kind of is this it's more utah centric was uh, utah house questions the legality of selling diy rape test kits did you guys read that from 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 angel so nope oh, okay <laughs> all right then uh, did you read anything in the forum john because <laughs> let's talk about what john read in the forum so yeah so the thing with the diy rape test kits and i think this was a really strong point that Representative Angela Romero made was that why are you doing this when any woman in the state can go to a medical facility and get a rape test kit administered by a professional for free and that they can make sure that, you know, they're doing it in a way that will actually be admissible because the problem with the, with this DIY thing was that it wasn't even admissible in a court of law. Like, so you could do it, but like, it doesn't do anything for you. So why are you introducing this and muddying the waters when you can just go to a medical facility and get one for free administered by a professional? What are you doing? I feel like the Utah state legislature right now is kind of going to, I don't want to say war, but like they're going hard against women, right? I mean, because... Not not to say that you know women are the only ones that get raped, but the, the whole rape test thing, the the abortion bill that's also coming out, right? That they want to add to a, a woman that, that is trying to get an abortion, they want to add that she also watches a movie, listens to the heartbeat, and it, it, it's just like, what are we doing? Like, what 
What are you? What message are you sending to fifty percent of the population? Right, like you can't do anything without, you know, out without the, you know, without white guys telling you what to do. Well, I'm sorry, that's right. Or, we need to remind you of the consequences. Yeah, or or we're going in a different direction where, if you want to have a gun underneath, you know, in your waistband, oh, yeah, you don't even you don't even need a, a permit for that anymore. You know, that's that's fine. The government doesn't yeah, right. need to be in that decision. But they need Why aren't to be we showing one. those guys victims of shootings and Hey, garbage. John, you're on to something. So I just, all of this makes me wonder, like, what, what is the ideal here, man? Like, I sit here and I sit back and I'm just, like, aghast at the things that are rolling through the state legislature this year. Because some of them are just really awful and terrible. And I'm just like, what, what, is, what are we working toward here? Like, what are Republicans, like, what's the end game on this? You know what I mean? And I just struggle to understand what utopia looks like for those dudes. Mm, 1952 maybe i don't know maybe well in their minds yeah still there redlining people would hide their abortions or never you know let anybody know they were any kind of wife didn't you know wife made them didn't talk back Uh, i I, I don't know man was just listen to like i don't know that does seem like kind of what they want oh my god i just don't understand what they're trying to do man like i just look at the the bills that are being run and the, the problems that the state faces and it's like I'm, i seriously am, i'm over here listening to you clowns argue about whether or not somebody should put a coat over their gun and have a piece of paper that says they should do that like I, and the thing that is annoying is this and katie matheson made this point on from alliance for better utah uh on twitter talking about that the argument specifically saying like well the, the course that you have to take to get a concealed weapons permit a concealed carry permit is a joke and so her argument was like Okay, if if the course is a joke, then fix the course. Don't just get rid of the requirement and the the need for education. Because I've said this on the show before. I think that the, the direction that you can go here is education, and that's that's a direction for a lot of these issues that are wedge issues in our society. Like more education, not less, is the way to go with guns. You know, with reproductive rights. Like more education, not less, man. Like I don't understand what you're doing. Something else that's also been shared into the in the forum, um, Natalie J. Klein from the school board representative, right? Like, so this lady's argument was that you know, because teachers had gone, to, I think it was the Utah Pride Center, and you know, gotten some education and you know, talked about some of the issues uh, that they the, they were indoctrinating your children in public schools because they were talking about equity and equality. That that's indoctrination when you've got things like. Challenger School, which is a public charter, which uses your tax dollars to basically indoctrinate kids with a libertarian ideology. That's totally fine. Just craziness, right? I just, it just the, the, the dishonesty and the bad faith arguing, I just don't know what to do with it, you know, because it's like, I don't want to deal with you because you're obviously arguing in bad faith. So I don't want to engage with you, but you continue to say very, very stupid things out loud. And, I, you know, a part of me wants to say, like, no, you're wrong, and here's why you're wrong, and I want to help educate you, but I also don't want to have to do the emotional labor of educating you because you don't want to be educated. You, you want to speak into the microphone and walk away. You know, like, you, you just want to be loud, and I just I don't want to deal with it. Anything, John? I mean, I agree. People don't want to be educated. Political discourse is dead. Well, is it is it all the way dead though, John? Because it's pretty dead. Well, are we? We're giving benefit of the doubts, right? To, and we're trying to build unity. 
What do you guys think of Burgess Owens? Oh, dude. Yeah, that guy's building unity. That's the example we should be following, right? Well, you know what? That's going to be our poll question is, do you give Burgess Owens the benefit, <laughs> the benefit of the, of the doubt? doubt. That is a good poll question. <laughs> right. He sends that letter saying, you know, we'll try to work with Biden. And then what was the latest thing? Remind me. It was like he, uh, he apologized to liberals. Yeah, right. Did he, though? But that. Well, yeah, that's exactly the thing. He got it's called like, out in a room full of Democrats. This is the thing you have and to do. he wasn't do. in his safe space anymore, so he had to own right. some of the things that he actually said confronting the people that he said them about, and he got very uncomfortable. Right. And this seems like the way that conservatives do that stuff. Is It's like, we'll go out in the media and we'll talk like we understand these issues, but then when it's time to vote, oh, well, there's some reason that we can't support this very rational, you know, People don't deserve 1.9 trillion in COVID aid. They deserve 600 billion. Yeah, I, I just think the, the Burgess Owens thing is going to be an interesting saga to watch because obviously, if you follow that race, you're very familiar with some of the very incendiary things that he said. The guy literally wrote a book about how liberals are weenies, wimps, wimps, and like losers or whatever. Like, and then he's constantly going on, you know, right wing con- and conspiracy theory shows pushing things like, oh the election was fraudulent and all these things. Right. And then all of a sudden when he's in a room full of Democrats, he's got to own some of that. And uh, he kind of moves a little bit, right? Well, I, I do accept Joe Biden as the president, blah, 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 all this stuff. Right. And I think that like, it's such a, it's such a cop out that like he gets to go out there and just do so much damage to not just public discourse, but also just to the country in general saying the things that he's saying, and that there's just there's zero consequence for it. You know, the consequence thus far is he has to feel uncomfortable in a room full of Democrats at the state legislature for 30 minutes. That's that's his punishment for saying those awful and terrible things. Meanwhile, he p- continues to poison the well. And they're like John said, public discourse is truly dead because of people like Burgess Owens arguing in bad faith constantly. You know, I'm interested in seeing is the aftermath of this whole thing, right? Do the ultra conservatives like start calling him worthless or a rhino or, you know, or, or, or whatever, you know, just because he apologized, like, you know, I mean, take no prisoners. Uh, what are you doing? Duh, Democrats are the devil. No, now you're apologizing to the devil. Blah, I want to kill your children. Ah, yeah. Well, I think my problem with that, though, is that like there's some schadenfreude there, right? Like part of you wants the the people to his right to be critical of him and say those things but it also doesn't do any good like at all right like he's he's out there saying these things and then they're coming and attacking him for being a reasonable somewhat reasonable person and we're like aha that's what you get but meanwhile like the people who are to his right continue to push their extremist narrative and how's that good you know like that's not that's not helping anybody that's not helping people like him in the congress work with the other side to get stuff done for the american people because for the last few months the thing that's frustrated me the very most about american politics is the fact that there are very few true public servants that there are a lot of people who get into politics for their own selves or their own ego like I talked to my wife about how there's basically this machine on the right, and it doesn't exist so much on the left, but on the right, there's a machine where 
you find a very conservative district, you win the primary, ergo you win the election, and then you go and say a lot of incendiary things on cable news in right in right wing media outlets, and then you build your celebrity, and then you write lame books with ghostwriters who will then you know you'll publish them and you'll make this money off of it, and you'll get speaking fees because right wing people want you to come and speak, and then uh, and you poison the well constantly on on social media and in the public discourse, you know, I look at people like Jim Jordan. It's like, what, what are you doing? How are you serving the people of your district saying and doing the things that you're saying and doing? Like I hear, I, all, I, I have never in the, you know, so many hours that I've heard Jim Jordan speaking to a microphone. I have never heard him talk about the state of Ohio. Never, not once. And so it's like, I'm just over public servants who don't serve. I was just thinking, uh, you know, who came to mind? You started saying all these things. I, I thought of Jason Chaffetz. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jason yeah. Javits never talked about Utah. He never talked about his district, never talked about Utah. Well, it was always about some other thing. Right. Yeah. It was always about some other thing. It was always about him and his celebrity and what he could get. And even when he left, he he leaves Congress. And, you know, let's be honest, the very, very cush amount of money that guys make to work in Congress. And he's like, oh, I got to go make some money in the private sector. Yeah. You know, this, this just isn't working out for me. And it's like, no, you don't actually want to serve. That's your problem. You never wanted to serve. You don't think there's guys like that on the left? There, I mean, they're not around here, but there's sure guys like that on the East Coast. There, there are some people who try that, but like this obvious career path that we see where it's like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to exist basically in left-wing media and I'm just going to say incendiary things all the time and poison the well and just complain about the other side and talk about the version of America that they're trying to build and how it, how terrible it is. Like, f- where's that person on the left that, that does that solely? That's all they do. Yeah, that's a good question. No, that's a, That like, person on, doesn't exist. John, John, no, I think, John. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to left-wing news media, but I'm sure they're all over there. Just like Burgess Owens, I wouldn't know his name if he wasn't here. Okay. Uh, well, are you sure, though? Like, because, like, uh, what's that lady's name? Marjorie whatever from Atlanta? From, you know, yeah. from Georgia. Yeah. From Georgia. Yeah. Sorry, Georgia. Yeah. I mean, so you've got, I mean, that's just the same as your Occupy Wall Street or whoever congressman. People would say she's the same as uh, Ocasio Cortez. See, but my, because I'm, I was waiting for that comparison, right? Like, uh-huh. what about AOC and Ilan Omar? What about them? And uh-huh. I was like, let me, let me tell you what the difference is there is that I've heard AOC talk about her district. In all Congress, she call, a yeah, number all, of all times, time, right? right? But she you don't always want be- that. Why? What? I mean, what do you want them to talk about their district when they're focused on federal issues? Okay. They shouldn't be in Congress to bring resources to New York necessarily. But they are. That's why they represent well, their uh, folks. And so well, I, I'm going to disagree. They with represent you, their folks on national issues. I okay. don't want them just filling bulls, bills full of pork for their district. Okay, but also what i will say about your question like well what about aoc or ilan omar like what about them doing what we just talked about on the right how does that exist on the left and what i'm telling you it doesn't and here's why because whenever you see this you know some clip of aoc doing some interview she's talking policy she's not talking about like talking points of the day or like when you see her in congress and she's like asking questions like they're substantive questions like i look at what like Watch Jim Jordan in the uh, impeachment hearings, the first ones, where, you know, I don't know if you guys remember this, but they moved him on to the House Judiciary Committee so that he could be like their ringer. Like, he's the guy. Like, 
oh, the guy who's not a lawyer is going to sit here and like argue all this law stuff. Oh, no, no, cool. And if you watch him, you know, he gets what, what were they getting given like three minutes, seven minutes. I think, he, you know, he, so he gets his his time to be on the microphone. And then didn't he, that exact same thing happen with Ocasio-Cortez? She was in she was led into one of those hearings. I don't remember which one, even though she wasn't usually on the committee. Maybe. But my thing is this. Did she ask the person questions? Because here's the thing. Every time I saw a Republican speak in those hearings, what I heard was soliloquy on whatever rant that they had prepared. You could tell that they knew that they were going to get their time. Mike Lee does that all the time. Well, but Mike Lee's in the Senate, and I think the Senate's a different animal. When you're in the House, you only get so much time to speak, and you know that, especially when you have somebody in front of you who you're supposed to be asking questions. Not a single question came out of that guy's mouth. Same thing with Chris Stewart. Not a single question, or if there was a question, it was a very leading question that he wanted to get a very specific soundbite out of so that he could roll with that and be like, ah, see – but like the majority of the time that they spent was just talking, 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 talking. They weren't interested in talking to the witness in front of them. They had their agenda and they did not care. And because they were all trying to get their sound bites for Fox News or whoever else. And I'm just saying that like that that career path that doesn't exist. Like, does AOC have a book? If, if she does, I don't I've never heard of it. Right. And like I live in that in that atmosphere. So my thing is like, but does Dan Crenshaw have a book? Yeah, he makes sure that it's on the mantle behind him every time he does an interview. No way. Absolutely he does, right? Fucking like, that's what Dan these people do. Crenshaw. Like, does, does Sean Hannity have a book? Yeah, well, of course, like, oh, Sean Hannity's not in Congress. Okay, that's fine. But, like, the thing is this. These guys are there to make money for themselves. They're not there to serve the public interest. And it's the equivalent grifters, on the right bro. does Grifters. Well, it doesn't exist on the left. It just doesn't exist. And so it's just like... I'm just tired of public servants who don't serve. Are there Democrats who exist in office who don't serve? Sure, they absolutely do. But like this whole career path of getting into Congress, screaming into a microphone for like four or six years, and then getting out and just collecting speeches for the rest of your life and being the guy on social on on right wing media and building up a social media following, that career path doesn't exist on the left. It's not there. Uh, so like, yeah, uh, okay. I think that there's a lot of things that exist on the left that don't exist on the right. And that's one of them owning up to mistakes is another one people leave congress you know for 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 mess ups that are on the left right or that are the democrats franken right he left yeah Yeah. but then you have these these folks that are on the other side that power through man power through and and hopefully the news cycle won't stay on it too long right look at steve king right steve king from iowa like oh yeah man that guy is just saying the stuff, right? And the only reason that guy is not sitting in Congress today is because somebody primaried him. They didn't vote for a Democrat. Somebody in his party primaried him, and that's the only reason today that he is not sitting in Congress. He never resigned. He never apologized. Like, he's going out there saying blatantly racist things and then acting like, well, what? Like, I'm just – that's not fair that you interpreted what I said in the way that, that you think I said it. Like, no, man, like what you said was racist, period. Well, but I, it wasn't racist. Like, no, it was racist. Yep. Well, I'm not resigning. I, I'm just not. Oh, like you said, I'll just like look at Ted Cruz right now. Ted Cruz, people, people within uh, the Senate, within his own party yeah. are like, dude, you fomented sedition and an insurrection against the very institution where you work. 
and you're going to walk into this chamber every single day and act like nothing happened that like, oh, you're some sort of American hero. What are you doing? Oh, because what you think you're going to run for president? Democrats don't like you. A lot of Republicans don't like you. Where do you think your path forward is here, friend? What's the end game? And the answer is, once again, it's all for personal gain. Where, how, does, how does what Ted Cruz does benefit the public? I think the answer is only evangelicals need to like you. Like, nobody liked Trump. No, that's, that's not true. You can be unlikable and win the Republican nomination. Okay. So, uh, so uh, let's <laughs> – I want to put that out to the, on the forum too. That's another poll that's going to be – no, it's not going to be a poll. It's going to be a question because we had a lot of good answers for these last couple of questions that we've had. But that, that question, how about a two-part? It should be, do you think there are different standards on the left and the right or uh, between Democrats and Republicans? And if so, why is that? Yeah, yeah, because then people can just explain their position. Right. Do they or do they not and why? There you go. That's going to be out in the forum. Boom. Publish. But we're actually, we're to that time of uh, the show where I actually, I would like to speak directly to our our very own CD1, Mr. Blake Moore. Blake. Hey Blake, how's it going? There's a there's a house for sale. Two hundred and forty thousand dollars in Tremont, Utah. Good old Tremont, Utah. Your boy here, Dan's old stomping grounds. It's a, it's a charming all-brick rambler. Uh, features a big family room with built-in shelving, updated kitchen with white appliances, new Formica counters, hardware and backsplash upgraded, electrical with new plugs and switches throughout the entire home. You, too, could live in CD1 today by contacting our friend Ashley Wolfius and even getting a look at this house in Tremont, in good old rural Tremont, Utah. There you go, Blake. Give her a call. Thanks, Ashley, for sponsoring the show. And with that, we'll get right into polls, because we had a poll. We had a really good poll from the uh, the Junction City Forum. Poll was, oh man, Kobe, you got a lot of, lot of guff for this one. It's true, I did. Should Democrats nuke the filibuster to get things done? The answer, only one or two, one of two answers, yes or no. Whoo, overwhelming majority voted yes on this. 25 votes to the three no votes from Kobe Peterson. Mm-hmm. And two others. I guess I'm oh, I was gonna, like, we're shouting people out. I, here. I'm not like, gonna. Oh, I'm not gonna out them. those folks. <laughs> they can out. They can. You know what? If you really care to look, you can go on and look. But yeah, wow. I, you were. You did not have a good take on this one, Kobe. Apparently, according uh, to the I would just bro. say that people people disagree with me. That's all. <laughs> Some people very very strongly. Sweet. Also, people didn't love that Ogden flag. They didn't love it. They oh, that didn't. was the other one. That was the yeah. other one. Yeah. Oh no, they were not fans. Yeah, see, I'm with them. I I feel like there's something that we could do better. Right? You had, like, no opinion last week. What are you talking about? No, I yeah. said it should be Weber State. I said there wasn't enough purple for my taste, and we didn't Oh, my know God, what those that's exactly meant. what the forum said. You're right. They just agreed with you. See? 
See? They Man just of the, the people. Good te- hey, look, I don't Man have a lot of good takes, people. but flags, <laughs> I got a good take. Yeah, like that. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, then I just want to touch on this last thing before we move on. John, you posted, since we're talking about flags, you posted the Utah updated flag design, a potential Utah updated flag design. Barf, bro. Barf. I didn't know what was wrong. I, I looked at it and I was like, my initial takeaway was, I don't like this. That's all it was, right? I, did, I didn't know why I didn't like it. I just knew that I didn't like it. Like, I was like, nope, no. And it was a hard no. It was like almost defensive, you know, like almost like I want to punch John in the face for even posting this no. Like, that's how big of a no it's not it was. like I came up with the thing. I know, I know. But that's how much hate it probably, I, I have for this flag. And I couldn't put my finger on it, but somebody, that, 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 Ryan Cheek, I can't put my finger exactly on why, but the flag feels like something we might use if Texas succeeded and Utah became one of its territories. And then it was like, oh, ah, that's what it is. It's the freaking Confederate flag. Yeah, it feels too Confederate. Yeah, it totally does. My other problem with this flag too is that that they're trying to do the like red, white, and blue thing. And like my, my problem, like Utah is really, really funny. Because Utah and politicians from Utah, especially, they complain endlessly about the federal government, right? Like all the time. And yet, like, Utah has such a thirst to be accepted as Americans. Like to this day, like it's like a thing that has existed since 1896 that like since we became a state that like Utah somehow has to prove that we're American enough in a way that other states don't have, right? Like other states aren't out there trying to prove how American they are, but Utah has to do it for some reason. And that's what I'm getting from this flag design. Like I like the bee, the beehive in the middle. And I think we need to lean into that, but like you have this wannabe Confederate design in red, white, and blue. And it's just like, why, why do you need this? Like, just look at, look at what Arizona's got. Arizona's got a really cool flag. Great, and like, great basketball not, team, great football team. Uh, and yeah, like, no, I'm with far. you. Keep, keep, keep exploring this, Kobe. Go ahead. I mean, they got a lot of, they got a lot of problems in Arizona, but the flag's <laughs> not one of them. And so right. it doesn't, it does. I'm, I'm with you that on that though. It doesn't, let's like, it doesn't have to be red, white, and blue. Yeah. It doesn't like, have to be red, white, and blue. Like, I look at, okay, so one of my favorite state flags is the state of Indiana. I think that their flag is cool. I think it's really straightforward. It's unique. It's simple. I honestly believe that, and this would maybe be a little bit of an undersell, if you took the beehive design that they have and just put it over a straight navy blue like they do with the state of Indiana, You're that so could be dumb, cool. Dude. That's all we have already. <laughs> It's not though because the, the state seal is not already, that. Bro. No, the state <laughs> seal is not that. <laughs> and like I'm just I was saying, gonna say that as a joke, and if you're saying that here as like being serious, it's a little underwhelming. I'm gonna, but it's better than the wannabe Confederate deal we got going now. Oh shit! It's just like, what is this? What is this? You made two really good points there, and I think <laughs> the fact that Utahns want to be. You know, because Utahns are just seen as, like, the weird, like, second cousin, you know, that nobody really wants to hang out with, but you have to acknowledge that he's part of the family, you know? Yeah, see, but, like... That's what they... That's how Utah is seen in in the U.S., bro. Yeah, but I used to feel that way, right? Like, because when people would come to my state and they'd be like, oh, Utah, Utah sucks. And then I thought about it, because there was a time where I really wanted to join the Navy, right? 
and I thought about that. I was like, all right, Colby, you're going to join the Navy. And then when you're going to sit down, everybody's going to be from a lot of different places. And there are really big states. And there are going to be a lot of people from those states. And then they're going to be like, where are you from? And I'm going to say, I'm from Utah. We don't have that many people. Like being a Utahan by comparison is relatively rare compared to being from another state in the union, right? Because there are so few of us. And so I flipped the way that I thought about being a Utahan instead of it being like, a, yeah, I'm from Utah. Like, oh, no, like I'm one of the rare people from Utah. Changed my entire way of looking at it. I like that. Dan doesn't agree. But I don't. I, I'm sorry. I don't that's agree. fine. That's just the way that I see it now. Like I, I changed the way that I thought about it, and it has made me think about my oh, state in a different and way. And that's why you've been so active to make it better here, because you're like, I'm tired of telling people I'm from Utah and them saying, oh, I'm sorry. Well, that's part of my motivation, to be honest. Sure. Yeah. yeah John's tired of being embarrassed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I do want to have some pride in this place, but I also have a fair amount of shame. That's Fine. good. You should have shame. I, yeah. You know, it's not even shame. I just try to avoid the stereotype. I don't want to be asked about the Mormon church for the first 15 minutes I meet somebody. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess you guys get that a lot, right? Being being white dudes and stuff. Being white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody ever asks me that. If I'm Oh, no, man. Utah. You're a Lamanite. They're like, don't know what that means. Don't even care to care to discuss it <laughs> let's just move into pinkies up thumbs down actually because that that's a good that's a, a pretty good segue into my thumbs down white people because well, yeah mostly <laughs> no i was talking about the legislature uh, and yeah, yeah that's yeah, what we were so talking white about people well yeah so uh, man yeah that's uh not gonna get away from that one my thumbs down is I'm just going to give it to the speaker, Brad Wilson. Oh, yeah, he sucks. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, he you sucks. can just give him like a perpetual thumbs down. But it's the fun. one thing that really made me mad last week was pushed this fucking Spider Mitchell thing. <laughs> and, and and like it was supposed to be a joke. And fine, whatever. If it's a joke, it's a joke. I, I It's not A, it's not even really that funny. But B, like, why? What are we doing? Like. In the same sentence that he's like, Brad Wilson is taking this up in the House, he doesn't take up articles of impeachment for for Sean Reyes, right? He doesn't want anything to do with that. He doesn't want to hear those because it's too divisive. Like, dude, you realize this guy, he went across state lines, right? He went to Nevada to go and tell people that the election was fraud fraudulent right mm-hmm. like guys not Caping he does not Trump. we need to really hear that out especially sean ray is a piece of shit man yeah. what are we doing i want public servants who serve right exactly. like i'm tired of public servants using my tax dollars to further their own careers and not do anything for me like i'm really really sick of it and i'm tired of republicans voting for those clowns and sitting there hating on the government when they sit there and vote for the very guys that make that government inefficient. They vote for losers like Sean Reyes. Like, Greg Scordis was such a good candidate, folks. So good, yeah. Such a good candidate and a person who genuinely would have worked every single day for the people of Utah. You would never see Greg Scordis going to Clark County and in, in go to Las Vegas in Nevada and investigate fraud. Like, that never would happen if Greg Scordis was your AG, a true public servant. Instead... Oh, sorry, Greg. You got a D next to your name. I'm gonna go with the R, Sean Reyes. But I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to complain about government. But I'm yeah. gonna allow this clown to use my tax dollars to further his own personal career. 
so that maybe one day he'll get a job at DOJ when there's another Republican president. So there's my thumbs down to Speaker Brad Wilson. Also, if you guys don't follow him on Twitter, please, uh, you don't have to follow him, but at least go look at his picture. Like, oh my God, I want to put this up as, as a poll. He's got like such a punchable face. It's like the, his, <laughs> his smile, it's like his lip didn't, didn't get the memo and like it's just tucked away underneath his teeth. It's such a weird picture. But uh, if you have some time or if you want to laugh, just go. He looks like a, a kid that's been, you know, just got detention in high school or something. I don't know. It's, it's a punchable face. Not that I would punch kids in high school, but maybe some of them <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> okay. I've got a pinkies up. I've got to thank two kind gentlemen in the community. Their names are Ben Zach and Stephen St. Peter. They both uh, gave me some guitars to teach kids guitar lessons. That's awesome. And, uh, so yeah, I like those guys. Appreciate Ben's their actually, help. Ben, Ben's actually a great photographer, and Stephen's been really involved in... Um, He's been a photographer? Ben, yeah. He, uh, he used to work for The Standard. Now he works at Weber. Oh, that is... Yeah, Thank you. Then, I knew he then, looked familiar. He used to Steven's come been, to conventions. Steven's been really involved in uh, in uh, sustainability issues in the state. So, yeah, good yeah, I, yeah, they are good dudes, and they did a good thing for me. And so, thank you to them. Pinky up to them is what I mean. The better than a thank you. And then I don't think I have a thumbs down because everything is just pretty much terrific everywhere. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh like that. I just it just came out. <laughs> My pinkies up is the t- is the deep fucking values on Reddit and the Wall Street Bets crew for shaking up the system. And if you haven't bought some, you should. No, I'm just kidding. Don't. I, you should not take any advice from me because this is not technically <laughs> advice. But that's my pinkies up. <laughs> so that's subreddit. See that everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, John. Yeah, dude, just waiting for that Taco Tuesday. <laughs> I got a thumbs down, guys. I don't know if you... So normally I don't watch local news um, on television. I don't watch a lot of television unless I'm watching like a game or something. But um, today uh, I was, and I was some for some reason... Oh, it was right after um, the Jazz game, which got over this afternoon. And uh, was watching Channel 2, uh, the 530 broadcast. And they ran this article, or they ran this piece. And you could t- it was a nationally syndicated piece. And so I, we've, we've talked about this before. KUTV2 is owned by Sinclair Media, and they do a lot of really shady right-wing things sometimes. You can tell that, like, they push certain pieces to further kind of their agenda. And I felt this was definitely one of them. But thumbs down well, to this. They really famously had that, you know, like 100 local channels they own across the country all did the same verbatim broadcast not yeah. too long ago. Yeah, They're verbatim, famous for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they, they're getting local people to read the same the same text from a teleprompter in a hundred different, you know, from a hundred different local stations. Markets, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, wow, man, like this is this is something. But yeah, today they ran this. Propaganda. Yeah. So they ran this piece about and they, they went and interviewed this random nurse in Chicago. And she's talking about how, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't take the vaccine. No way. I, well, and, and, and then the journalist said, well, why wouldn't you? Well, because well, I don't know what's in it. <laughs> aren't you a medical professional well, well yeah but i think that i'm being a good medical professional because like, you don't just listen to what the doctor tells you like 
Yeah. Do you know what, what's in Advil? What's it? What is this interview like? <laughs> Do you know like what's what? In Advil. I what is this interview? Know. And so it just, I was just livid because I was like, are these people kidding me? Like they are literally going to like at a time when we need people to get this vaccine more than anything. If, if we want to get back to normal and we want to get and save people's lives, like we need more, not less people taking the vaccine. And then these clowns run this nationally syndicated piece talking to a nurse outside of Chicago who, you know, and she's standing there in front of the hospital wearing her scrubs saying, I'm not getting the vaccine. No way. Like, what is that? What are you trying to do? What are you well, seriously trying to do? Get views saying the same thing every other news channel saying. But it's so damaging to what we're trying to do because they're going out there saying, oh, yeah, no, no, this medical person, you know, she's a nurse and uh, she's not getting the vaccine. She must right. know something. I'm not going to do it. We that need people like, to get vaccinated. Yeah, that's definitely one of those national packages that they would share, right? I mean, especially if they're talking to somebody from Chicago, a Chicago. Nurse, quote unquote nurse from Chicago. It sounds like you you're know, trying to censor these anti-vaxxers' ideas. Their ideas are detrimental to public health. So yes, I will absolutely yeah. call them out for what they are, which is like you're killing people. You are you are a murderer. You are killing people. Do you with guys your... watch? So, uh, Kobe, I'm sorry. I, you this this is a very important thing here because I. Do you guys watch Bill Maher at all? Never. Nah, Colby so, hates him. I do I watch do Bill him. Maher. I think he's uh, a chump. Okay. There's a he, – he, last week he had uh, the, these evolutionary scientists on talking about the vaccine. But the week before that, he had some like right – he felt like a right-wing dude talking about race. It was just bad. Yeah. But he and had a bad – uh, to, to me, it was a bad take. I was like, <laughs> no, that's, that's oh. a bad take. But this evolutionary sci- – these evolutionary scientists were talking about the vaccine and – uh, the differences between the two, and he brought up this really good thing about like or this really strong point about how we get into our echo chambers, and just because people are talking about the vaccine that they're not comfortable with it or something that that you know now we're calling them anti-vaxxers, and you know there's all this this like a uh, hate and and, and and that spews out from you know he well his his point was it was from the left. But it's more of a you, you don't want to hate people for being cautious. And so when you when you say that, like there's there are two different like extremes on this. And that's what's so, I guess, interesting, because like to, to one point, like your point of this guy or, or this 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 company touting this nurse out like she's not going to take the vaccine and you shouldn't either. And then you have Bill Maher, who's also bringing out these scientists that are saying, you know they they're not they're not saying that that they're not taking the vaccine they're asking questions about it right so like mm. is there mm. well okay that that right there is that is that really what we should be doing being like hmm scientists that don't believe in vaccines no that's here's, not what they're saying though they okay, they believe in vaccines but there's two they're th- questioning this one yeah that well cuz there's two of them right there's two of them so there's yeah. they're not they yeah like what is that okay are we are we at a point right now where we're so partisan that we can't question things now again? So no, because that's the scientific way, right? Like if you love science, if you're all about science, like and you're you're hating on people for questioning things, then I, I think that that's I don't think that that's the right the right point of view. But let's make it clear: I'm not saying that what Channel Two is doing, bringing out this person that's saying don't do it because I don't know what's in it, like. It should be more, I'm concerned, 
and I'd like to look into this more. How do I how do I find out more about these things, right? Like we should be sparking people to yeah, questioning is fine, but what are you doing about those questions that you have? No, because here's my problem with this. And I was talking about this on another Facebook post earlier today because there's there was this post it was it was a from a friend of the show Ian Ian was talking about how, like he had this post about how this guy was like, oh man, 2,000 miles, I could drive that in a day. And so somebody does the math. And like, if you drove 75 miles an hour straight through and never stopped, you would not be able to drive 2,000 miles in a day. And the guy is like, yeah, well, I don't agree with that. And he was like, you know, like, what, what if I didn't stop? He's like, no, that's like, that's the math. Like, you literally could not travel that distance in a day. It would take 26 hours, which is more than a day well, I'm going to sleep. And he's like, no, man, like you're not getting it. Like, and he's like, well, I guess, you know, like I just disagree with that. It's like, no, there's nothing to disagree with here. Like, and so my, my problem with it was this, we have this thing in America now where if you are skeptical of things, even if you are completely wrong and an idiot to be hundred percent honest, like the situation that I just gave you, if I'm skeptical of something, even if the science is decided and we know that this works, we know that we know it. We've done scientific trials and, you know, like to your point, like, well, aren't you supposed to be skeptical in science? Yes, you are supposed to be skeptical up to a certain point. Once the science is decided, like, oh, this thing actually does the thing that it's supposed to do up to a certain effect, you know, up to a certain rate. Right. And that that rate is in the 90 percentile. So, like, what what do you what do you want? Like, after a certain point, you don't get to be skeptical anymore. You're just an idiot. And like, but if you're a person who's out there just being well, I'm just skeptical. You know, it's like, no, this is, this is like your, your skepticism is dumb. Oh, but that person's skeptical. So they must know something. They must be smart. Right. And I completely disagree with that. You're not smart just because you're skeptical. It doesn't mean that you did more homework than anyone else. It doesn't mean you're smarter. Right. They're really giving skepticism a bad name. I get what you're giving skepticism. There's a place for it. And I love skepticism. it, it, It can be useful, but like, when it's pretty much decided, like like I just showed you, like okay, here's the math on driving two thousand miles in a day. You can't do it at this rate. You okay, just can't yeah, do but it. you're 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 talking about like facts, right? Like things that, that <laughs> yeah, you, uh, yeah sure. Act, that's actually something right. that you can't do, right? Okay, fine. That's and I'm and I'm conceding that point. Like I I totally understand that. Like yeah, don't be stupid about you know gravity is real. There's all these things, you know whatever, right? The Earth is not but, flat. Sorry. Right, but but now we're to a place where it's. Like these guys are not saying that they don't take vaccines, right? They're not saying that that uh, either of these two is effective. What they're saying is there are two. There are these are distinctively different vaccines. Okay. And there should be some consideration given to that. So what, what you consideration? As, like if one is more valuable to take than the other. No, okay. well, what one is more, and I, I, I feel like I'm gonna blow the whole thing. Uh, but one of these is so when they when they give you a vaccine, they give you part of the dead uh, virus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps your body. But there's also this other piece that they they DRNA. attach it to, and and it goes into your body, and your body picks it up, right? One of them is doing that. The other right. one isn't. The other one is doing something that's right. completely different. And that's what is it doing? I, I it's don't know, uh, it's taken RNA and like re, it's like introducing it into the DNA instead of giving you 
dead versions of the virus. Yeah, and giving you T cells that your body then can use to fight off the infection later. Right, right, but it doesn't have to do with giving you dead versions. Uh, so, so then dead what, virus here, cells. Here, here was their argument: was like, look, if you, uh, you know, their argument is that they there is lots of science. There's lots of history of science backing up this method that we're doing this way. There's not as much that's you know, moving forward because it's a pretty new technique on what they're, how they're distributing this vaccine. Right. So like, that's what they're saying. Like, Hey, well, there I think... are some, there are, you know, let's, let's keep the conversation going about this. Mm. Let's not just close the book on this and say that everything's good. I I think that there is too much of a tendency on the left or even just on the intellectual side of the country right now. That's like, if there's information that we think is damaging, we need to silence it. Where what we need to do is educate dissect against it. it. Yeah, and I agree it. exactly yeah. because political is dis discourse is dead. Like we've said, educating through it is harder than ever. But at the same time, silencing it just makes it stronger. Now, see, because here's what I'm what I'm thinking here, guys, is like okay. Bill Maher wants to have this conversation. Okay, maybe it's a good conversation to have. Is the RNA route more effective or less effective long-term than the traditional method of creating a vaccine? Okay, that's a good conversation. Is it a conversation we should be having in the midst of a pandemic where people are skeptical of a vaccine that's currently on the market that we know is effective? Is, is, should we have that conversation right now? Is this the time to have that conversation? Why not? Because skepticism <laughs> why is not? high? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I think uh, so, because people so, are dying. I, that's why I, I think like, you're, is, it, is but, this the time? Well, no, the answer is no. I, sure. It's not. I mean, no, it doesn't okay. mean no, it's, it's the time to act hastily. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you no. You think no, this no. is acting I, hastily? I, I don't Maybe. think that it's I don't if we're think silencing that dissent. You're not silencing dissent. You're choosing when to have a conversation and considering the environment like the that exists right now because of bad actors. Oh, man, we really need to get people vaccinated right now. Yeah, we should really do that. We really need to emphasize that. Okay. Hey, I'm Bill Maher, and uh, I need to get eyeballs, so I'm going to have a really controversial conversation right now that damages the public discourse See, and that's public the thing. And, that's the and, thing. Is it shouldn't be controversial. This shouldn't be controversial. And okay. and uh, and that's and I think that that what he did is actually was better for people. And and it's 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 that thing that he's holding up a mirror to every all these guys on the left that are like. No, but is no, it no, helpful? No. If, if you is it helpful? This conversation? I, do, I think so, bro. Like, I honestly think there so. Because here's why, here's why it's conversation helpful. about do I go Moderna? Do I go Johnson & Johnson? Yep. Like, that is a conversation in households. I agree people are using it to get views, and I don't know how you distinguish between one and the other. Yeah, the But overall, there are people with that concern. The overall conversation people. is still we're having we need to get back vaccinated. What's the best route to vaccinate for you? Right. Like what what's wrong with putting that information out there? Well, good discussion, everybody. <laughs> I, see, this is why political discourse is not dead, even though that's not really political. What we're talking about because it's just science. <laughs> science shouldn't be political. Right. Exactly. That was a good show. I like that. That at the end there, we were all kind of chatting. I feel like me and John were on the same side on this. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not going to look uh, too much into it because that makes me feel feel gross inside. But. Hey, agreeing with John makes you feel yeah, gross. Makes you feel <laughs> makes you feel dirty. Uh, the um, so you can follow us. You can if if you have your thoughts on the vaccine or you know what or just like Sean Ray's being a piece of shit or if you feel like. 
Blake Moore needs to move to CD1. You can take that thought, type it up in an email, and send it to us at junctioncitypodcast at gmail.com. Did you just say Junction Shitty Podcast? I said Junction City Podcast. Right. I feel like we did not. Yeah. Yeah. You said Junction Shitty. I might have. I might have. You can also follow us on, uh, like us on Facebook, Junction City Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you suck. Uh, join the forum, right? A lot of this stuff that we've been talking about is th- these are the same conversations going on on the forum, and I'm loving it. Lots of different. Uh, views um, and and just people like throwing out their 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 comments. It's great, great, to, great to read. Uh, if you want, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram. We're on both of those um, social media apps. You ever mention our grinder? <laughs> I didn't know we had that. No. Oh yeah, we do. Are you are what you, you taking care of that, John? Like I, I for Jackson City. <laughs> I don't do it as a married man, but. I do it for the clicks, for the engagement, oh, for the likes, for the engagement. Yeah, that's that's a great, great point. You can, can follow John on Grinder, friends. Yeah, through our Junction City podcast. Is that yep. listed as Junction City Pod or is it just JCP? No, the whole thing, Junction City Podcast, all spelled out. Right, right. Longer, right? You want it longer? Oh yeah, that yeah, was makes sense. Yep, girthy words. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know what we had such a good show it was then <laughs> we had to three yeah okay uh you can rate us rate us five stars please do uh the more that you rate five stars the better you know chance we have showing show up in people's be. yeah showing up in people's feeds and on potentially on their grinder posts uh, i'm not sure how that works but and if you don't give us a five star rating you're not going to be able Shane's to Shane's going to show up at your house and do something racist. I can do something <laughs> racist. <laughs> and like we say every week, all politics is local. <laughs> <laughs>